This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur. And this week, my guest is Anna Parker Naples, and we're going to be talking about visibility, pivoting, and the importance of continually upgrading your skills. Now, I encountered Anna via her podcast, Entrepreneurs Get Visible, a few years ago, which I had found by looking her up after I'd heard her be a guest somewhere else. Well, I was hooked from the first listen. The clue's in the name, really, isn't it? Now, I so liked what she was doing that it's actually Anna's team that produced this podcast. But no matter what your business is, and we're all in the property business, although some of us sadly forget the business part of the property business, there are key business skills that we ignore at our peril, and visibility is one of them. Now, I also know that property is absolutely stuffed with introverts. You know, just posting a static photo on social media causes some people to come over all unnecessary and to hyperventilate. But luckily, visibility is more than just YouTube, little videos on Instagram and podcasting. Because to scale and grow, finance is needed. And that's where visibility comes in. Visibility means consistency of message being sent to the right audience, you know, that creates the know, like and trust factor that we all know we've got to have. And I do know a lot of unbelievably successful people who you won't find on social media. They're visible where they need to and where they feel comfortable. Their visibility is one to one. You know, they find a new contact and then they seamlessly put them into their visibility funnel and it's personal. Site visits, coffees, regular touch points, and they work with whoever they like to. They're not short, frankly, of finance. It doesn't matter what system you use, but it is the only way to be known so that finance finds its way to you. And I asked Anna to guess today because she's not afraid to go for it. And that is another key skill that we property peeps all need. It's no good hanging around going, when will the perfect deal come? No, we have to get going, be confident in what we're doing and our abilities. And when she has an idea, she plans it and then she executes it. And if the company works, it will be well set up and it will work without her pulling every string. So she can move on. She can go and do something else. Isn't that what we all want to do? That's a totally transferable skill into property. But if you are constantly trying to do everything yourself. You're never going to be able to grow. You're never going to be able to make more money and have more companies. And Anna's pivots, I will admit, may seem a little extreme for some of us, but just listen, learn and implement. Oh, and on the learning and implementing implementing bit, that's also, I think, why she's so successful. She loves a mastermind and an accountability group. Now, none of us plunged straight into Necker Island with Richard Branson. Oh, and she's inbound there later this year, no matter how much we want to, because we've got to learn to walk before we can run. But luckily for us, she shares why she spends time and money on continual business development and, of course, a lot more besides. So if you've never found Anna before, her details are in the show notes. And now I'll let her talk for herself. 
Well, hello, Anna, and thank you very much for coming to talk to me today. And for those of you who don't know, Anna's team actually produced this podcast. So it's quite nerve wracking for me having (laughs) the person in charge here, but I'm sure it'll all go smoothly. Now, one of the things that many people do in property is watch people from afar before they work with them. And that's one of the things that I did with you, Anna, because you didn't just appear on my screen one day going, you need to have a podcast. It's all about being out there and being visible, isn't it? Yeah, sure. And I think uh, people forget that. We don't decide to work with someone the very first time we come across them. Very rarely do we have a sense of connection or trust. And so you've got to show up and you've got to be seen and be heard as the person who can support in whatever way your expertise lies. And for those of you who don't know Anna and her backstory, and you must go and find her podcast, is that this is not actually your main role as you started out in life because you were an actor, weren't Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. And so many people in property start off with something completely different. And it first becomes a little side hustle and then perhaps becomes the whole thing. And you definitely took a step away because you were an award winning voice coach and and, and, voice actor, actor, weren't you? And so what made you decide that there was more to life than just reading somebody else's books? So... I guess I never quite saw it as just reading somebody else's books for the first place, because for me, there was something artistic and creative in that. And in the voice acting world, I was booked out around the clock and that was starting to really stress me out. And there was a lot of pressure on my voice. And I had this feeling that this has become a bit hard. The thing I used to really enjoy, I've now become successful at it and it's now actually hard and I feel stuck. And personal development and mindset work have really shaped my life over the last 12 years. And I had this kind of moment of, I think I'm supposed to be doing more. And I think I'm supposed to be helping other people to be successful in their own worlds, much like I'd created for myself. And it was at that point I decided I would come into the, not even the online space, not even the motivational space, but I would show a little bit more of who I am and what I really stand for, which is that you can do anything. You just have to choose it and keep choosing it and go after it and let other people around you know that that's what you do. And so I have this little maxim, if you like, which is anything's possible when you get visible. Uh, Well, that's your strap line on your podcast. Yeah, that's a strap line on my podcast. And that visibility for me is First of all, seeing yourself, your own potential, that you deserve to do the thing you want to do, be it property, be it podcasting, whatever. You deserve it. Why not you? Why not you who is the one capable of having success, whatever that looks like in your own world? And then it's about it's about letting other people know who you are and what you do. And it doesn't have to mean that you're polished and perfect at that point, but you let people know I'm on this journey. And those people need to be getting into the right communities, the right networks, going to the right events, asking the right questions, being the person asking the questions, but also letting people around you know what you do. Yes, that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs find incredibly difficult, isn't it? Yeah, because if you don't, if everybody, there's something like two, we're all, we're all connected closely, whatever closely means to 200 people. And that could be, for example, I don't know why I always use this as an example, but that could be that I pop round to the co-op every morning and I have a little chat with the woman who serves me every morning. Every morning we do that. Now, if she kind of knows what I do and she sees 3000 people over the course of a week 
and they have chats with her too. And she knows that I support people with amazing podcasts that help support their business. She's able to refer me or recommend me or talk about me at the time that she meets the person who needs my help. But if you hide away and you never tell anyone or you're awkward or, or shy about it, then you don't get these kind of amazing synchronicities or referrals or recommendations that are open to you in your own networks. And a lot of that does come down to like trusting yourself and um, believing it's okay that you go on the journey you're on. You don't have to be completely accomplished to be good at what you do. And it doesn't have to be egotistical either. Yeah, so I think that's very true because getting visible in property isn't just about being all over social media because many of us buy direct to vendor, which means that we've got to be found by the person who's in trouble wanting to sell their house quickly and possibly mm-hmm. below market value. Well, I'm always amazed the number of people who say that's what they want to do because that's where the bargains are, but can't bring themselves to actually have a sign that sits outside anything they actually have bought going, this is what I've done, more wanted, please apply. Very simple and very easy. So visibility is in so many different ways, isn't it? Mm, Absolutely. And the more you do of that, the more opportunities come your way. And whether they are financial things, that is about the income, or whether that is opening conversations, opening doorways to connections that you would never that would never come your way but you can't do that if you're tight-lipped no and silent on what you're doing yes and and um, the other thing that I think being visible means people get very worried that they might have to pivot or change but that actually doesn't matter either does it because again what you're doing now is not how you started out is it because you had a previous podcast and everything which it was brilliant it, you know the execution was great. But the subject matter wasn't where it wouldn't take you far enough. Uh, So I've had multiple podcasts as I've evolved and grown and expanded, not just my business, but myself. And that's important to me that just because I'm known for one thing doesn't mean I can't then be something else a few years later, because we are always growing and developing. Yes. And that, that of course, is something that really worries property people because they, they get known for doing one thing. Like I have a friend who, you know, only does HMOs, but people are always amazed and shocked when they discover actually she's got other things going on at the same time. Or how can you mentor people because you do this and that? And actually you've just got to be accepting that in the same way that we all grow and change as individuals. So does everybody else. And if you look back on people's other work, you can see the growth and you can go, actually, I like that. I trust it. That's where I want to go and, and probably work with somebody who hasn't just almost actually been overnight success. Because I, I have a problem with overnight successes because I don't do feel they see. I do. I, I Particularly in property. They haven't um, been in the trenches. That's why. No, no. And also anything to do with finance means that you've got to understand the market. That, you know, today is not what tomorrow will be and probably wasn't what yesterday was. So it does change very much. So, you know, it's really, really important, isn't it, to grow and change your business. And I would say that you are a serial starter, but that's actually the wrong phrase, because once you set something up, it runs. And that's what property people do. Each property and type should stand on its own, be well managed and be able to continue. Yeah. And to to kind of highlight this for your audience is obviously we've been working together for a while now with your podcast. And you probably found me because I was talking about visibility in terms of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
and podcasting. I don't know when you started following me, but initially I was talking about putting putting yourself out there uh, in a kind of non-raunchy way, as it were. <laughs> and then I I have this audio background, so that seemed like a logical next step. But in my personal life, I am writing a book about World War II. And instead of hiding away the fact that, oh, well, that's not my business, I can't talk about it, I'm really open that I'm clueless in that space, but I'm going to be successful, follow my journey. And by the time that book is written and completed and published, people will have come with me and they will trust me and they'll know it's worth reading. And so I'm consciously creating space in the businesses so that I can go and do the new thing. And I'm making it okay to let people know I'm doing the thing. And I think that lots of people get really stuck in the reasons why they can't. Yes. Actually, we can. And the amount of business that has come to us because people have gone, oh my God, I didn't know that about you. Or I didn't know that. I didn't know you were capable of that. I didn't know you thought that way. And they like me more because they feel like they know me more. Yes. And I think that's very true for those of us who want to scale in property is finance. And one of the really big things is that probably doesn't really, you probably won't encounter, is that we basically lend and borrow money from all sorts of areas, predominantly private money. And to do that, you've got to have a serious trust base. So in mentoring rooms and in networking, you will always find people constantly touching each other, so to speak, just getting to know each other a little better. And then suddenly you'll see on their Instagram or whatever that they bought another big building, you know, serious amounts of money. But it's all being funded by someone they met at a networking meeting. And of course, it's not because the person with the money was running around going, I've got half a million, quick, where have do I put cash, it? Have my cash, have my cash. Yeah, because no one's doing that. That's no. not how business works. No, <laughs> it is all about the long burn and gently getting to know somebody and trusting and seeing what they're doing. Yeah. And and that takes time, doesn't it? It does take time. And it's also, so one of the, one of the reasons I really do love podcasting and I know that you've seen some of this happen as well, is that you can show, show's a visual word. You can allow people to hear more of what you're really about. You can allow them to hear your expertise. You can allow them to hear the struggle to get where you are now. And those things are massive for building a sense of connection, albeit one way. Yes. So I'm sure you've had people reach out to you who have said, Oh, I listened to that episode and that was really interesting. Well, they've gone away. They've listened. They've gone away. They've thought about it. They've remembered it. They're probably talking to someone else about your episodes and somewhere down the line, they will recommend you or do business with you themselves. Yes, that does happen. And I think it is one of those extraordinary things is that the phrase that you have, which is get visible, isn't just about stuff you put out. It is also about allowing other people to talk about you and introduce you to people and just to be seen in the wider world, which is what a podcast is great for, of course. Yeah, absolutely. That's that elevation of visibility and elevation of your message and what you're really about. Because otherwise it's all very one way. And, and that, you know, you, for instance, those people who have YouTubes and things like that, you very rarely get them talking to someone else. And that often it's that spark of two people talking together, which will just illuminate something for someone. And they go, oh, I get it now. I understand. And, and I think that particularly in, in property, people assume that because the nuts and bolts of property are actually quite simple. You know, you buy stuff and you do it up. That's the crux of it, but it's all the figures and everything else around it and your dream that that make the difference. They don't realise quite often when they come in that 
understanding property is just the start. And you're a great fan, I know, of masterminds, aren't you? And connecting with people somewhere different for a week or whatever. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a ton of masterminds, probably too many right now, but always with the intention that I'm in it to make deeper connections, not because necessarily the people in that mastermind are going to become a client. I'm not in there to sell to them. I'm in there to make friendships potentially often friendships because that's when someone really you're literally going to fall off their tongue if they know somebody else who needs your help and I'm deliberate and intentional about getting outside of my normal networks yes we all get down rabbit holes don't we yeah and I think COVID did this for a lot of us more so than we realize and then you can kind of get a bit stale in your own thinking. Well, it's always this way or everybody thinks like this. Well, it isn't true. No. People think many different ways. And you can actually expand your life very fast if you commit to showing up in person for particular groups. And for property, that would be, you know, if you do commit to going every single week to the property meeting, be it online or in person, actually some pretty magical stuff happens when you're in person, I think. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 But you see, I think people got out of the hang of that. I think people actually got a little bit shy. Yes. Yes, I think they did. And and also things closed down and they haven't found the new ones that have come up. Mm. And that's the fun. And I think masterminds, because I've been in a few, but uh, yeah, I mean, you've been over to Los Angeles. I mean, that was that was quite epic, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm going to NECA shortly with Richard Branson. So, oh my word, that is pretty amazing, really, isn't it? But that, you see, but again, that proves my point. You did not start your journey sideways thinking one day I'm going to be on Necker Island. No, that's come because you've developed and you've got uh, new contacts. And of course, the other thing is that, uh, well, I, I have strategy days with clients and they go, right, this is my dream for five, 10 years. And it seems relatively small often, but that is their dream. So we'll yeah. work with that. Five years down the line, you can see them pushing the boundaries because as they've worked and things have happened, their dreams have expanded as well because they know anything is possible. And that must be something you found through your mastermind. You know, the people who are now earning seven, eight figures when you would have been quite happy with, you know, quarter of a million in the original. Oh, absolutely. There was actually, I had a conversation. I was on a, an amazing retreat mastermind thing in Jersey just last week. And I, I was saying, I'm quite masculine in my drive and my energy and my ambition. But I actually have a much softer side that I don't always show, but I'm, at, you know, I'm actually quite an emotional person. And, and I was saying, well, in five years, I want this to have happened, that to have happened, this to have happened. So some of that, to, to give examples, were I want this business to function without me. I want that business to function. I want to be shareholder of several different companies. I want to have got my first couple of investment properties, blah, 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 and my book and blah, 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 blah. But all these things like drive, 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 because that is that is part of me too. And they were, they kind of listened and they all said, well, what if it didn't have to be five years and you started to notice that you can make that happen already? And I kind of sat with that for a while and they said, well, what if this actually wasn't hard and you just let some of that open? And as I said to you before we jumped onto this interview, Rachel, literally within minutes, a property that I could afford right now appeared before me and I hadn't consciously been looking and then I was noticing that there were things in the team that I wasn't allowing them to do because I was holding it back. Oh. And actually they were ready to step up to do more. So sometimes that arbitrary number we have in our heads, what if, what if it was easier and faster and you're the only thing getting in the way of that? 
And that, for me, changed everything. I think that's often true. We always laugh about the fact that when I had done my first couple of properties, uh, somebody said to me, what's your business plan? I didn't even think of having one of those. Um, and we were in the pub and we said, right, well, map it out. Now, the only thing I had was a long roll of, of wallpaper. So we we rolled it out across the table. It was a long one. And everyone who works with me knows I can't do small bits of paper. I always work on flip chart size bits of paper. So I scribbled and I wrote and I wrote. And then we looked at it and we said, yeah, that's great. That's the 15-year plan we'll have. So we rolled it up, put it by the cart. Now I moved 19 times in 23 years. And so it went up in the attic and came down again, several moves till we found it. And we actually achieved 15 years in five, partly because it's sitting in your brain and your brain is going, yep, this is the next step. You've already decided that that's what you're going to do. And part of it, it was an arbitrary figure, wasn't it? 15 years. It's nothing. And th- it's nothing. And this is something I find with people, again, on strategy days, is that they do the first couple of properties and they go, but if I only had more money, I could do six of those at once and then I would achieve so much more. And I go, well, the only thing that's stopping you is finding the money. You know, you can do everything else. And that's just, that's knowledge. And that's knowledge. And actually... It is just the faith in yourself. So, so much of what you do and I do, it's just about having, you know, the knowledge and the confidence in yourself, not about your knowledge about anything else. It's just, you know, and if you believe in yourself, other people will believe in you, won't they? And that's so true. And that's not a, when when we talk about that, it, for me, that's not putting on this false armor where no. I'm like the best and I know everything. That's really egotistical. It's much more just an inner confidence of, I trust myself enough that I can make these good things happen. I trust myself enough to go on the journey. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to get everything right, but I trust myself enough that when I have those harder hurdles, which do come because that's life, I trust myself enough to get through them and to learn from them and to not cast, I don't know if that's the right word, castigate myself for being a failure when those things happen. And I allow myself to you know, get over the pain of them, have a little bit of a weep, bit of a moan to the other half, but move through it. Yes, and that is really when people can create incredible things for themselves. Yes, and keeping themselves accountable because people don't always notice what they're doing and how time flies. And and to a certain degree, I think COVID was very bad at that because we couldn't go anywhere. So one week looked roughly like another week, really. We just, yeah, because we were just in the same environment again and again. Again and again, yes. And and I think that is something that some people are still finding quite difficult. So, um, you know, when with my accountability groups that continued throughout COVID, when COVID dropped and we were allowed back outside, the whole world seemed to be on speed. Everything was happening so fast. But it was just that actually we'd all slowed down. Totally different perception of time. Mm. And you're very good at managing time, aren't you? Or is that just me looking in from the outside? Because you have so many plates spinning all at once. But I think... Yeah, and I've got three teenage children as well. Yes. I'll be honest, I am. I have to be quite regimented about looking after myself. So I exercise, I meditate. And when I fall off those things, that's when actually the plates stop spinning. I actually don't, unless we have an American client, I don't work after three o'clock because that's when I'm running around after the children. And I'm pretty firm with those boundaries. But I also, like you said, I'd not just go, I mean, masterminds, but I often will go on retreats where I'm away with other business owners who are often women, not always though, that allow me to see how far I've come and that the, the next journey doesn't have to be as hard as I'm making it. And often that I 
my own, I'm very, I'm very ambitious, but that my own dreams and visions are limited and there's actually more. And then when you think about the more and you can see other people achieving that in their own world, the possibilities come up for you. Yes, I think that's very true. And it is about setting boundaries and knowing when you can and can't work and, and then actually using tech that will make sure that you can do it because it's no good hoping that everything will work if you're working on sort of prehistoric sort of email systems. And I know your your teams will work, use ClickUp, don't they? We do. Absolutely. Which was complete bafflement to me because I hadn't come across it at all. But it is one of those things. You've just got to go, okay, it's something new. I, I, I've actually learned to do far more difficult things in my life than learn mm. how to use ClickUp. And you just have to so ClickUp is a ClickUp is a communication software that we use. Yes. It's a little bit mi- like Microsoft Teams, but it does its functionality is very different. And so when Rachel records, that's how she gets her audio to us, and we get it back. And so we can make sure that our team, the right person in, in the team, can gets the information. And you're right; some things like that can feel like barriers. But it's like anything; you things can look really hard until you start to do them. And sometimes it's practice. And I think yes. in relation to people who are at the beginning of starting to think about property, so myself included, I don't, I'm not yet investing in property, but I know it's coming. Well, actually, when I prioritize that in my life and I decide to binge listen to all the episodes I have not personally listened to of Rachel's, <laughs> I'm going to follow one or two people but I already kind of know people in my outer world that I trust enough to move forward with, Rachel being the prime one, because I trust her because she's really open about the pros and cons, the bits, the problems that she's had. And I think, I don't even know where I started this sentence because I'll often talk and they'll unravel. But <laughs> but the reason that someone would trust Rachel, for example, in terms of me is because she's not just gone, well, this is easy. Yes. This is easy. And it, I got it right first time. It's not that. We trust someone like Rachel, and particularly Rachel, because she's gone, do you know what? Life was really hard. Everything was a bit sticky in the middle, and yet you can do it. And that, I believe, is what what we're looking for when we're looking to learn. And what I love about podcasting particularly is that some people will never be able to invest in our services, our products, or whatever. But we still, a lot of us who are good at things, still have a desire. We want many people to have the knowledge. We don't want the knowledge to be behind closed doors. And I love that with a podcast that people can still learn and grow and develop, even if they're not never going to be a place to invest. Yes. And I think the the fun thing about either tech or just the concept of, of a podcast, I mean, I use you because I wanted a particular sound. To be quite honest, I know that all the technical stuff that your team do is way beyond me and would take me so much time to work out how to do it that there's no possibility for me ever doing it. But other people do. They do understand this. And I think that many people in property don't realise that all these tools, if you spend a, a little while learning how to do something, oh my word, what a difference. So for instance, Susanna Cole, who's a really good friend of mine and has the good property company, on her mentoring groups, she had a tech weekend. Now, the first time she did that, everyone went, what? What's that got to do with property? And we had, and it was all boys, stood at the front of uh, the room and would rattle through all the different bits of tech, you know, and they would say things like, and this links onto that and it does the following. And you look at the room and it was glazed. Now, she continued to do that. Three years later, we all knew what this stuff was because actually we'd realized we did need it and we did have to learn how to do it. But if you don't get out there and listen to other people's experiences, Mm. 
you don't realize it's the missing link you need to make a difference in your own business, isn't it? Mm. You can't know everything. You can't know everything. And nobody knows everything. Everybody is learning. Everybody and, and whatever field you're in, the market is shifting and changing all the time. Yes. And I think, yes, it's great to have mentors and coaches and people to guide you, but you also have to trust your learn to trust your own intuition on things. And I'm sure this applies in property that there are, because it applies in the rest of the world. It does, that, yes. That sometimes you know, your head's saying, I've got to have that, I've got to have that building, I've got to go for it. But your heart is going, or your stomach is telling you, mm, there's something off here. And I don't yes. know why, but this isn't going to work. Yes. Well, I did a whole podcast on Mr. Gut Feeling because I do believe sometimes that, you know, it's it's blindingly obvious on paper that the figures work, but there's something wrong that you just go, no. Um, and you, you, you've got to be absolutely happy to say, I'm not taking that. And everyone to go, you're, you're missing it. You, you're going to really regret mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And of course, sometimes you do, but nine times out of 10, something else happens and you think, thank goodness I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's quite often when people overstretch themselves. You know, it's it's too good, Rachel, it's too good an opportunity for me to miss that little bungalow or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I'm going, yeah, but you, you know, you haven't got the finances in place. You haven't got this. And I know with your time stretched, you, you can't do it. And it's better just to wait and then grow rather than just go head it headlong into everything, doing as much as you can in the shortest time possible. Mm. So it is, it is about listening to everything that goes on around you and taking key points from people, isn't it? So I'm curious. I, I always end up asking the hosts questions back because I can't help myself. I'm curious to hear then how about visibility for you, what's really made a difference for you and what has made a difference with having this podcast? Well, it's it's two things, I think, actually, because one, I just discovered I love doing this. Um, you know, mm. I, I used to do work in radio with the army um, and I like sound. I'm a sound person. And you've got an amazing, fabulous, rich voice as well. Let's not forget that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a little bit croaky today because I've seemed to be calm down with that hay fever, but that's beside the point. But interestingly, that has brought people onto my Instagram. And although I don't have huge numbers compared to many people in the industry, they they email me, which is really mm-hmm. weird, almost as in some ways, I don't want to follow you, you know, be visible from my end, but I still want to talk to you. I still want to work with you, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, we find that too. Mm. It It's really weird. Um, I have people who won't join group work because somebody may know that they're doing, you know, they're being mentored or they're in an accountability group. And you just think, well, you know, it, and accountability groups, now that is in itself a really bizarre concept because nobody's at the same level and nobody's doing the same thing. So I can have eight people and, you know, we, we talk every other week. Sometimes uh, it can be a full group. Other times it's just two. Well, I have to say, if I go onto an accountability group and only two of us turn up, I'm ecstatic. As, as I know, you go, I know, because you, you get much you more. You go, whoa, I'm going to get so much more time. Yes, I can ask all those questions that I never normally get chance to do. But it is weird that some people just don't realise that somebody else on the group, maybe doing something totally different, but they're going to give you that nugget that you go away and you put into your business. And it is about nugget collecting, isn't it? Success. Because you can't know everything all at once. There's no way. No. And that is, I think that is the most fascinating thing. Now, what, because you do so many masterminds, somebody did ask me to ask you this question. Mm. How do you choose the masterminds you go on? Do you have a sort of criteria or do you just go, watch them from afar? I'm doing that. Because they're very diverse, as you I, say. I tend to interview them on my podcast just so that I can have a chat with them first. 
<laughs> so some self-selection. I'm really consciously building different networks. Well, I you think- see, that's about business building, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't, I felt last year that I was really, I put accidentally put myself in a box of female entrepreneurship in the online space. And I'm far more than that. So I'm deliberately stepping out into different places and spaces. And I, I'm my life and my knowledge and my wisdom is all the more for it. How do I choose? I think it's an intuition thing. I think it's a gut feeling. So the start of this year, I've been in a, the, the one I'm going to NECA with, it was a, obviously going to NECA with Richard to mastermind with him is kind of appealing from a status position, if you like. Absolutely. Yes. And a once in a lifetime opportunity. But actually my main reason for joining was because there were 44 women in it who were impact driven change makers. So that kind of ticks that box. And that actually is because I wanted those connections. And to have conversations at that high level of women, of people, women who deliberately with whatever business they have are trying to reach people for change. Um, and it, interestingly, that's actually what we're doing with Richard Branson. It's in connection with Virgin Unite and their impact led work. And then I really wanted to have a male mentor this year. So I joined a male a mastermind and it's mostly men and there's a few women. And then I've recently joined a a community rather than a mastermind where there's only a hundred of us. It's very vetted, vetted, heavily vetted before anyone joins. And the expectation is we're in for years as opposed to you do a mastermind and then it's done in a year. The, The whole ethos is that we build connection over a long period. And again, there's very few women in it. And I I quite like that because after years of being in the female only space, I feel like now my observation is that a lot of the men who are really serious in business, who are very successful, it's the norm for them to think I'm going to be on the board of three or four different businesses, shareholder in several others. I'm going to start this new venture because I fancy it. I'm going to do this deal. So that opens up my idea of what I can do. Whereas what I'm mostly seeing this might not this might be a huge generalization but certainly in my world a lot of the women I was mixing with in business very successful businesses had one business yes and there's actually a risk in that and I'm ready to expand and grow I know there are many things that I intend to do and rather than making money wealth and accumulating and developing wealth is much more important as I go on this kind of slightly crazy chaotic creative journey in writing a novel and getting a um a tv series made so yeah i have fingers in lots and lots of pies is the answer <laughs> absolutely but i think that's what's so important because as you say there what you've got from those chaps who who want to be on several boards is actually yes it's okay to build your own thing but what else is out there you don't have to be buttonholed, whereas so many girls do and even if they are successful they will talk about something they're going to do with that question mark voice you know it might not happen um and you so yeah and I think boys that is, don't do that I'm going speaking, to do that there's my speaking line things think speaking things into existence is a real thing so yes I I know I'm writing a, a novel about World War II it's in conjunction with oh um, I must just say Anna it. has written before not novels you've got two bestsellers not a novel it's a very different thing though yeah it's very different and Uh, So yeah, I have written, but it's different. It's very, very different. And I already know I will make that book successful. I already know that. How do I know that? Because I trust myself. 
I trust that it's important enough to me that I will put the work in to make that happen. And so interestingly in that, knowing that one day in five, six, however long, maybe we can collapse time and it's a lot faster, I will be known as a historical fiction writer. I talk about the fact that I'm on, I am becoming that. And so it's not like I've hidden it away and pretended it's not happening because it's a bit awkward. By the time I launch that book, more people will trust me, more people will read it. I'm already being invited onto podcasts about writing historical fiction and I'm not yet there. And so all of those doors that are starting to open up for me and surprise, surprise, I started a podcast about the experience mean that the end result will be more successful because I'm not pretending that it's not part of my life. I'm going for it. Absolutely. But uh, but you did do a very key phrase there, which was you trust yourself and you give yourself time to do these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of us woefully underestimate the amount of time it actually takes to do anything. I mean, writing a landing page for a website, you know, you think you could just sort of knock one off. And uh, it's only when you're going to do it, you realise it's just not as easy as it looks, is it? Yeah. And I think I'm not a perfectionist. I'm about as far from a perfectionist as you can imagine for myself clients is a different thing but for myself I am much more let's get the process started let's give ourselves the best opportunity to learn the best way oh that's so that is so important yeah so so in terms of the world war two thing which the reason I'm telling you guys who are listening to a property podcast is because I think there are lessons to learn that you can take in whatever you're doing there are it's all about learning to work yourself because you know this is property is not what most people start out doing This is a side hustle. And what happens if you decide that side hustle actually could be really successful at some point? Well, what level of mentorship do you want to start tiptoeing around an occasional free online course? Or do you actually want to start networking, connecting with people and being mentored by people who are known as the best? And often by having, and that can be awkward if you're not in a place where you have the finance or the money or the investment. Yeah. But there's always a way. There's always a way to go and meet those people at a talk or be in their space or start a podcast so you can meet them one, you know, face to face, albeit via Zoom or whatever. And the, the sooner you make that decision that the thing I'm going to go and do, I'm going to do it properly, but yeah. imperfectly, the easier the result's going to be in the end. Yeah, none of us. Uh, and actually, that, that is that's what stops most people in property because there is no perfect building. No. There is no perfect deal. You get a collection of property people in a room and you show them a deal sheet and they can tell you a million ways you should have done it, which is hilarious to watch because you have to keep going, no, 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 this is this has been done. This is what's happened. This is the amount of money it's made. Mm. But that is so true. Most people never get to that point because they're going, I've got to make it work 100%. It's got to be perfect. Well, if you if you take that attitude, you're not going to get out of the starting blocks, are you? Mm. So true. It is. So true. Well, thank you so much. We could sit and chatter all day. We could definitely sit and chat all day, Rachel. We mustn't because you've got your (laughs) afternoon to do and serve I. And I'd just like to say thank you very much for finding a little moment in your very busy schedule for being able to do that for us. I love the warmth you bring to your work. So I was I was very pleased to be invited. (laughs) Well, thank you so much because it is something you've got such wealth of, of other experience that I, I know I was very lucky to experience from many people, including yourself, which I know has made a difference to my property. So I want to share the love, as they say. <laughs> That's nice. Received. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you. 
thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. <laughs>